Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 77 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to build an income and expense report, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what to look for on a net worth statement to see how close you are to complete financial choice. And last week, we had Zach Winner speaking about the advantages of passive income from commercial real estate investments for accredited investors. Today, our guest is Ildiko Haig. She's the founder of Emerging Majesty. She's a spiritual teacher, certified wealth on any income coach, and a tapping to wealth coach as well. She's a wife and the mom of five amazing children. By the way, she came into the Wealth on Any Income program as a participant and now supports other participants through both her own expertise and her knowledge of the Wealth on Any Income program. And she's a co-creator of the new Create Wealth with Purpose program. Since 2012, she's facilitated over 500 client sessions with spiritual seekers and personal development enthusiasts from many walks of life. She's guided them to find inner peace and confidence so they can heal the pain of the past, including their money story, and live a life of purpose, meaning, and contribution. Ildiko, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. Thank you. Hi, Rani, and hi, everybody. So wonderful to be here. Thank you. So tell me why you do what you do. Well, I came to realize that we like it or not, in our society, money has and gives a lot of power. And if we want to live in a better world, we can't shy away from money. So I really want good-hearted people who are committed to a precious planet and want to make the changes necessary to have money because I really want them to be able to do so. And so I really want these good-hearted and insightful people to be able to give to those causes that touch their heart and, you know, so that they are able to finance those changes that will bring our Mother Earth back to health. Thank you, Ildiko. I know of the heart that you have and how you've supported other people in the program. And so it's great to have this opportunity to uh, provide more exposure for you. Now, since you know all the work we do is about raising philanthropists, allowing people to contribute to the causes that touch their heart, is there a particular charity that you support and what do they do? So yes, I really like to support the Wilderness Society in Australia because they protect our forests. And they're also uh, an organization who are protecting the birds. So nature means a lot to me. And I still have a frustration, though, and a grief because I still am not able to commit to regular donations or larger amounts that could make a bigger difference. So I am on this journey with everybody, you know, getting my finances to grow and stabilize so that I can commit to support these regulations a bit more reliably. Uh, Great. Thank you, Ildiko. And 
who would you say your target clients are? Well, in Wealth and Any Income, we help people who want to live a life of purpose and um, make a meaningful contribution. But often they feel stuck in the pain of money insecurity and inadequacy. So you know how some people really try to give to charities and be philanthropic, but um, they just can't because they don't have enough resources or don't know how to manage and invest their money. And they really struggle with that. So we help those people. You know, and it's funny too, because I was just on a call earlier and I realized that it doesn't matter what the income level is. It doesn't matter if someone is earning 50,000 a year, 500,000 a year, or a million a year, they can still be dealing with these very same issues that you're talking about. Personally, what would you say would have been your biggest fear or maybe failure, whether it was in personal, your personal life or in business? Well, I wanted to talk about my biggest money failure. And that was when, due to a family emergency, we actually sold our home in 2002 during um, the beginning of a boom. Of course, at that time, we didn't know it was just the beginning because it was sort of unheard of before. And so we didn't reinvest our money because we had to go um, back to Hungary and take care of my mother-in-law. So we were hoping that by the time we come back, the prices would sort of crash and, you know, the boom would be over and we could, again, just buy a home. And that's not what happened at all. Instead, the prices were going (laughs) up and skyrocketing Mm -hmm. and continued to do so in the next three years. So by the time we actually were ready to buy a home, we could only afford in a much cheaper area. Yeah, so that was uh, quite a bit of a failure on our part. So yeah, I hear, yeah, real estate can be excellent and it does go through cycles. It it can go down, Mm -hmm. but over the long term, it definitely does go up. What would you say your biggest insight was from that? Well, my biggest insight was that I really have to learn about money and, yeah. its, and its true nature and how to handle it and definitely about how real estate, you know, fluctuates and, and also just generally how to relate to money in a much more balanced and empowering way and take it more seriously, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just thinking of um, a funny comment when you talked about take it more seriously for a comic they really want to be funny they've got to take it seriously it's a, which sounds funny but yeah i mean we can be light about it we can make fun of it but the reality is we do have to be diligent and take it seriously and uh, what would you say are the typical feelings our clients and the reason i say our clients not just yours because i share in this journey with you What are the typical feelings they experience? So what we've noticed uh, that they typically experience a lot of guilt and shame and anxiety around money, a lot of overwhelm, and sometimes even hopelessness. And we've noticed there is an underlying inner drive to help others and 
it can sometimes even manifest at their own detriment because this tendency to give and give sometimes goes a little out of balance and people really try to give from an empty cup. Yeah, uh, yes, and I have seen that um, occasionally, fortunately not too often, but yeah, because you can't pour from an empty cup. I'm not sure if I said it here or somewhere else, but the saddest thing is a broke philanthropist. What would you say are the common mistakes our prospects make? So yeah, this would be one of the mistakes that they um, they do make sometimes. And I guess it's really connected to them not being aware of that principle that we teach that um, encourages people to pay themselves first. And sometimes they think they are doing that because maybe they heard about it, but they very often do it in a way that is actually not the correct way. And so it ends up not being super helpful. Another thing that we discovered with our prospects is that they tend to buy too many transformational programs. Mm -hmm. And so there is a tendency to become really overwhelmed or simply just not being able to assimilate the information. So transformation actually doesn't really happen. And they end up wasting a lot of their time you know, in this process of hopping from program to program and not allowing it to do its proper work. Yeah. And wasting their money too, and their time. That's both. exactly right. So um, now we've worked very closely for, for, well, I was going to say, since you were a participant, even after that, we've worked closely <laughs> for uh, the last two years, creating a self-study program, which is based on the nine-step roadmap to complete financial choice and philanthropy. Um, what do you think the benefit or the goal or the objective would be for the people who watch those videos or read the documents and use the workbooks? Do you have, a, do you have an example of how that may have turned out for someone? Yes, almost, wow, two years, yes. <laughs> so much happened. In the last two years, wow. Now, I really wanted your message to be received because people are suffering with their finances. And we didn't know at that time, you know, that even COVID will come and finances will be even more programmatic. Wow. So there are so many programs out there that are really not that helpful. And, you know, some of them just don't go deep enough for real change to happen. And so the changes I see in my own life, and I'd like to talk about my own life because that's what I know best, <laughs> yeah. are actually very profound. And, you know, even though maybe on the outside, it, uh, for some people, it wouldn't look like maybe my bank account is not as hugely different. But there are, you know, a ton of inner changes that happened um, that are Yes, as I said, it's hard to see, but I know. I know how much my attitude changed. I know how much my husband's attitude changed. And, of course, it's still changing. Even our relationship is so much closer. We can talk about money without blowing up, which is huge for us. Yeah. Without that terrible tension that we used to both, you know, feel and want to hide from. 
And uh, we are also free to argue when necessary, which, you know, brings the realness. And it, it leads us, you know, to resolutions faster. So some visible results, there still are some visible results. We have some savings yeah. <laughs> building slowly. And even though we had to dip into it uh, because of some, you know, emergencies, washing yes. machine and this and that, but it was awesome that we had somewhere to draw from, you yes. know, that we didn't have to panic. And that felt empowering. And I love watching that savings account slowly growing. So, you know, we just got to a place where we are ahead of our bills and are not afraid to look in the letterbox. (laughs) And I feel very pleased at the direction we are going in. And I feel that our senior years will be, you know, peaceful, more peaceful financially. So in a way, I really trust that people who will truly embrace the material of the course, uh, you know, and stay with the principles and stay with the practices and allow those practices, practices to deepen in time and that it, that it would become their own. Yes. That they will experience a shift in their relationship with money and in their relationship with investing and the purpose so that they can then really freely give to those charities. And, you know, one of the things that you touched on was the difference between the inner and the visible. And uh, I completed a book recently called The Psychology of Money. And one of the items that he talks about in the book is the difference between being rich or being wealthy where rich is the visible outward signs that someone has money. They could be earning a large income and driving a fancy car or wearing expensive clothing, but you don't see wealth. You see Mm. if someone's rich, but you can't see if they're wealthy. As an Mm. example, looking at me wearing a Hawaiian shirt and riding a motorbike or driving a 15-year-old car, no one would have any idea that I have tremendous wealth. Mm-hmm. So from the outward appearances, I'm not even rich and I don't care. So <laughs> what you're talking about on the inside is really important. It is because that's one of the major factors of how I experience life for myself, you know, and that's what really, really changed for me. And I want to just really, you know, make it very clear that it didn't happen overnight. And so you know, staying with the material and allowing it to go deeper and really penetrate into those everyday little attitudes as you talk about, you know, uh, it's just what will do the work. So, you know, the people who find their way to wealth and income and the teachings are good-hearted people who want to be able to support wonderful causes And so I really trust that they will be able to finally just give from that overflow and, you know, being able to put themselves first in a wholesome way. Yes. And giving from that full cup and that it would be really sustainable. And the world would actually start becoming better because it's up to us. And that's what I look forward to in part through the program, you know, how to do that. 
Oh, thank you, Elder Cohen. Here's a valuable free resource that will further help anyone who's listening to this podcast. All they need to do is go to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx, and you'll hear how we have been programmed to be poor from my TEDx talk. And you'll also see a cure. It's a 27-page, nine-step roadmap to complete financial choice. And in addition, you can receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or money. So Ildiko, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Again, check out wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. Next week, we'll have as our guest, Jeff Mount, talking about the emotional human responses to market volatility, fear, and greed. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now. We'll be right back.